greeting this morning, amen, from the Davis's uh, Dominion Domain area, amen, we're hanging out, amen, just thank God this morning, amen, for this roof over our head, amen, thank God for the fellowship of the saints, we thank God for family this morning, we thank God for the precious gift of life this morning, thank God that we're able to continue to come together, amen, uh, whether it be via virtually or physically, but we're just, we just thank God, amen, that service uh, in the kingdom of God goes on regardless of where we are because we have the virtual uh, capability, the podcast, to be able to still bring forth the word of God for the people of God, amen. We are commanded to preach and teach sound doctrine for God's people, the word of God, and to testify about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and the dead this morning. So we're excited this morning, amen, through another Thanksgiving, amen, but every day, amen, we have something going on in our lives that we can uh, that we can give thanks unto the Lord while we're in it, going through it, amen, and so we thank him for that, amen. So again, I want to welcome all of you, this is Pastor Lester Hayes, and Pastor Sharon Hayes, and we bring you greetings this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for being on this morning. We welcome the precious uh, presence of God. He's in the midst this morning because two or three of us have come together in his name. And so we know that he is in the midst of us. Amen. And so we thank God for his, his precious uh, gift of life this morning and to be able to come together in his name this morning. Amen. Thank you for what he's already done. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing right now, what you're going to do in these coming days. And we just continue to pray and lift up. All those who are on the highways and byways right now, headways, traveling to and fro, Lord God, destination this morning, that you would grant them traveling grace and mercy. Praying this morning, Lord God, that you would just stop and bring a ceasefire and halt the rage that's going on, residue from Black Friday, Lord God, anger and frustration out there, Lord God, where people are trying to find deals and, and, and purchases and stuff as we move towards this holiday season. Lord, we're just praying that they will be controlled and they won't be out of control. We're praying, Lord God, that no more life be lost. Lord God, we're praying against right now, binding up the evil uh, spirit of murder that's out there, Lord God, shooting in places where there's crowds of people. But we're just speaking peace. We're speaking love. We're speaking, Lord God, mercy and grace over these places, Lord God, where there's so much tension right now and division and disharmony, disunity, Lord God, hate, bigotry, rhetoric, Lord God, poison, uh, language that are poison and influence so many, Lord God, to take the law and matters in their own hands. But we're praying for peaceful resolution. We're praying for love and harmony and spiritual unity, Lord God, to just flood these places right now as we move, Lord God, hallelujah, away from this this Thanksgiving weekend celebration as we move now to what the getting prepared for the celebration of the coming of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're just praying, Lord God, that people show more love, Lord God, and they receive more love, Lord God, and speaking peace over all these places of tension right now, unrest. Here's our prayer this morning. So, Father, we gather this morning, Lord God, to share some things, some thoughts, some nuggets as we are building a future of optimal overall wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, financial wellness, uh, occupational wellness, environmental wellness, and social wellness. We're just asking your grace to be upon the word today <clears throat> and use it for your glory. We give you praise for an honor for it. <clears throat> Thank you for the wonderful meals that we've enjoyed. 
the wonderful fun and food and fellowship that we've had. And Lord, may it continue. May it be patterned out the models in the Bible that they came together. Lord God, to break bread and prayer fellowship, sing songs and study the word of God together. They continue. And God, you gave increase, Lord God. We're believing now for increase to come. Uh, we had new faces and new numbers and new members that join us this go around. And we know God is only the beginning of things to come. So we give you praise, Lord God, because we plan, we water the two years the increase. And we've seen it, Lord God. So we thank you for it. Now we want more of it. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen and amen. Well, all right. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, lesson this morning. Uh, amen. I want to just speak from um, from a topic that the Lord dropped in my spirit. And, and I'll share uh, this. Uh, just been kind of looking at these last <clears throat> 28 uh, days. Uh, starting back from October uh, the 29th when we had our accident all the way up until the day, the 27th of November, and just uh, trying to inventory and explore and just kind of ponder over all that have transpired since that time. And uh, one of the things that stood out to me, and it's been echoed just about every time we get together, and we've, we've done more gathering together in these last 24 weeks, man, in a long time. And I said, well, I, I just thank you. I pray and hope we don't have to have another accident to get together. But it's been echoed and brought to my attention by family members and friends. And uh, and this, this theme has just been speaking to me. I know it's been speaking to you all because you all have been some of the ones that have reminded us is that we need to do this more often. And uh, just the last couple of days, uh, one of our newest, members uh, uh Natty, she said that a uh, little Chanda Quinn's friend she said that Alex said that five or six times to me his wife Crystal said that even Cardi and Kelly uh, Sharon and I we all have been saying this you know it just seemed like it's just a theme that all of us have got gotten a hold to I know Pastor Phil Pastor I know I've heard it you know a dozen of times here in, in these last few weeks even when Crystal our friend was here you know Pastor that's the thing do this more often I'm like wow and so this is this seems to have taken a, 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 a foothold here that we need to do this more often. And uh, just uh, yesterday, uh, it really just came clear to me the value of, you know, of us doing this, picking these times and seasons where we get together and break bread and we pray together and we have fun and we have fellowship. And what a beautiful ministry to each other. What a beautiful thing. And we see God adding new faces, new people to the group. And he's definitely enlarged our territory. He's, he's expanded our territory. And Pastor Eric said something sitting at the table yesterday that just spoke volumes to me as he was saying, um, you know, Nadia comes from a Spanish background. And he was saying, Pastor, you know, God is just expanding the influence. And he started thinking uh, and speaking uh, to the future, you know, that she could be very instrumental sometimes in, you know, in, in translating things that, that, we hear and we don't know from the Spanish community. I mean, you just see God doing things, man, you know, and enlarging our territory, you know, and, and, uh, and, and our fellowship. And it's only going to grow the more. And when we think about the 45,000 people that, you know, that are that, that, that followers, and then you think about the 15,000 radio stations that like right now we're number one. And God is doing exactly what he told us he's going to do, enlarge our territory. And so that that fellowship that we have in our little small gathering, it seems small, 
But the Bible lets us know that God, when it's little with man, it becomes much with God. Now, I know there are big mega churches out there and all that, but we're not trying to be mega. We ain't, we ain't in no competition with nobody. We're just embracing the opportunities for our coming together, our praying together, our food and fun and fellowship that's tailored to fit us, our little gathering. But it's, it seems small, but it becomes much with God. And here is what the beauty of that to me is how I look at it. And we often say this, we're not trying to build no great big church. The church is big enough that people would, would live like the church and treat themselves like part of the church and get to know what the church is about, the universal church, not just you know, a certain denomination and all that, that to me, that's building with brick and mortar. But God's church is so much bigger than these, these little buildings and denominations that people just embrace. And they think that's the church. They think their church is better than this church and that and that. Those are the buildings built with brick and mortar built by hand. But God's church is so much more than just what people today call church. You know, because when two or three true believers gather together in his name, there is church right there. You know, when you and God get together, there's church right there because there's two or three. And if he's not there, it's not church. If God is not the focus, it's not church because Jesus is the head of the church. God is the head of his son, Jesus. Jesus is the head of the church. You know, and he said it's many, many members, but one God, one faith, one baptism, many, many members, right? And they fit joined together by the Holy Spirit. And some churches don't even talk about the Holy Spirit, so how can they be anything other than brick and mortar? You know, and so we're going to talk a little bit about some of that this morning. And so as we look at this morning uh, at Virtual uh, Healing Church this morning, building a future of optimal overall wellness calls for prayer, calls for food, it calls for fun, and it calls for fellowship. And we've discovered this, the importance of this, the significance of this, in these last uh, 20-something days, probably more than we ever really have. You know, it was something special and significant. I thought about the first few days when we came home from the hospital. We had people, family, friends bringing us food. They wanted to come in fellowship. They were texting. They were calling. And they were sending a point of love and care and support and concern. And... As I look back and inventory that and, you know, and assess that, I said, well, this right here is so paramount to what the church really is supposed to be about. And a lot of those people were not, per se, members of New Freedom, members of more than Conquered Voice, but a lot of them were. And some of them uh, treated us as though we were all associating in the same church. You know, it didn't matter what you went to this church or that church or that church. Everybody was responding to each other as a church should. And that was the beauty of it as I look back and take inventory of it. I said, Lord, this is it right here. This is the prime example. This is the model that you're striving for right here. This is the conduct. This is the pattern of behavior. This is what leads to a healthy church right here. This is what leads to it right here, you know, is that fellowship, you know, whether you're in the same location physically or not, but you're in the same place spiritually. Because these people, man, they respected the spirit of God in us. We respected the spirit of God in them. The generosity, you know, came out of out of out of, out of a like spirit. You know, there was nobody, there was no hating, there was no anger, there was no frustration, there was no competition. People were just pouring out love. You know, they wanted to come in fellowship. They wanted to come in. Some came to the hospital. You know, that don't normally do that on a regular basis. You know, but they were there, and and the Lord just began to speak to me about that's that's what makes up you know, building that future of optimal overall wellness, you know, 
And so we're so blessed by that. And I was taken over to the book of uh, Acts, the second chapter. Uh, and I'm just going to read a few verses, and then we'll we'll get into these verses a little bit uh, as we talk this morning about you know. The, uh, and and you know me when I when I hear things like that, uh, I don't just take them face value. I want to go check them out and see if there's a model, a pattern, or something in the word that can help clarify that for me. And as I looked at and properly diagnosed and assessed and, and you know and examined these last twenty some days since since uh, November since October the 29th and today is uh, November the 27th. This had a, a, a real good uh, you know time just looking at how, how parallel this is to what went on in the first church back in Antioch. And I was drawn to the Book of Acts. Uh, you know, if you want to know something about the church and when it got started, the inception of it, the birth of it. Go back to the book of Acts and kind of look at when they were first called Christians in Antioch and kind of look at some of the behavior, look at some of the things they did to build uh, their future of optimal overall wellness in the same area that we build it in. And I found these these verses and scriptures in the book of Acts, the second chapter. And let me just read uh, King James Bible, verses 40 through 47, and we'll just, we'll just talk a little bit there, and you'll see where I'm coming from. It says, and with many other words, did he testify and exalt to Paul now, saying, "Save yourselves from this untoward generation." Now we can we can preach a sermon right there off of that with all that's going on in this generation, you know, and and it's and it's near us, you know. But some some kind of way it seems like we're shielded and protected. And I always like to think that where do you go when trouble comes? You know, we say we call in the name of Jesus, we run to the name of the Lord. And we, we're safe, you know, the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, you know, verse 10 of the King James Bible. That is so true. That's paramount. And look at what Paul is saying here. You know, he's saying, you know, you got to do the things you need to do to protect yourself. But there's a generation out there that's not where you're at. You know, there's, you know, we, we, we praying now that God would just, everybody out there on this planet, every living, breathing soul will have a desire, you know, to want to live and not die. You know, this untoward generation now seems like they're all about death and murder, taking life, you know, being cold-hearted and hateful, you know, resentful, divided against each other, angry about nothing. And we are praying together and believing that they'll want, they'll have a desire to want to live and not die long enough that they can get to know God through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, that's what, that's what we were praying yesterday. That's what we posted yesterday. And, some of you can go check out the post that God gave me after the te- pastor was teaching yesterday, what I put out there. That's what God told me to do, and that's what I'm, I'm doing. It starts with that desire that people want to go out and kill each other. Once they have a desire to want to want to live and not die for themselves and, 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 and for those that they're going out there to try to murder and kill, you know, just, just, just crazy. But it's part of that untoward generation. He said they was identified all the way back then. So it ain't nothing new under the sun that's taking place. This has been going on. It's just in the time that we're living today, it still it still exists, amen. But there's still hope. It says then it says then they that gladly received his word were baptized. You know that that blessed me right there because there is not a lot of folks today. They may be receiving the word, but they're running the conferences all over the place. And you, and you talk to them, and you hear them say, I need me a word. I got to go get me a word. And they're not gladly receiving the word. They're going to get a word. that They're glad about going to a conference. But if every year you got to, you got to find yourself in the same place, I got to run off to another conference paying thousands of dollars to get, to, to get a word. 
when you have 66 books, you know, we have Bibles, we have access, we have phones, and we should be glad that we have access to, 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 to the word. When you're living in a, in, a, in a time where everybody's heart is so cold and waxing colder and colder, when God has given us the word of life, you have access to it. There are countries, they may not even talk about no Bible. They may not even mention the name of Jesus. They will be beheaded. They'll be betongued. They'll be put to death. Their heads are to be taken off. They'll be hung. They'll be burned. And here we are living in this great country, and we have freedom. We ought to gladly, gladly, you know, hear this word, gladly receive this word and be baptized. It, should, it shouldn't even be, you know, that, that's why we pray in that prayer, Lord, you know. Because when, when we pray that prayer, that everyone on this earth, every breathing soul, have a desire to live and not die so that they can gladly hear the word. Because Jesus said, until every creature has had a chance to hear this word, I am not coming back to get my church, to get my bride. That's why it's so important that they, uh, that's our prayer, that they will gladly, God, every ear will hear, every tongue going to confess anyway, every knee going to bow anyway. You know, and so we, we, we just want them to gladly receive that word, just like Paul prayed back then, that they would gladly receive that word, and he said and they were baptized and came, and he said in the same day, there were added, a God of an increase now, when you do it his way, he adds things to you, and in the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship and and breaking the bread and in prayer and when i was thinking about all these uh, different reminders that i've received in the last 20 something days about how we need to continue to do exactly that i said you know what this has been around all the way back then 500 bc that message has still been resonating that's the key right there to building a future of optimal overall wealth and all those areas that are lacking in the body of Christ, you know? And I thought about that. I said, Lord, if this would be the goal for the church, if this would be the platform, look at what it says in the apostles doctrine. First, you got to have that doctrine. And the Lord said, my word, Paul told Timothy, look, the word of God from a child you've known, you were taught by your grandmama and your mother, that God's word is, 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 is inspired by God. It's the end by the inspiration of God. And it's good for doctrine. It's good for doctrine. It's good for reproof. It'll fix all the problems that we have. You don't need to run around and point fingers at this political party, that political party, that church, this church, you know, you don't need to. The word will do it. If we, if we would just take what Paul said, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine before they had fellowship. Some folks trying to have fellowship, but have all jacked up kind of doctrine and all kind of stuff. And this is why people got to keep running back. Got to go get me word. Running all over the world, going all over the place, man, and never getting what they really need. Nothing else getting added to them. That's why they keep going back to the same way of thinking the same old traditional stuff and no change no change yeah they come away separated from their hard-earned money but there's no internal change there's no there's no continuation of fellowship because when they get back home home all tore from the floor job tore from the floor and he'd be some of the same people that's a part of that untoward generation they're chasing conferences. They're not. they're not building on, on, on no no they're not staying steadfast in the doctrine if they were, 
We used to go to conferences, but we've matured. We've gotten to a point where we can read and study, meditate on. We know how to handle the Word of God now, and we continue in that doctrine. And we fellowship, and we share what we learn with each other. And so we really don't need a conference unless we decide to have our own. You know, we don't need to go spending money, running off to get no word. We got plenty of word. We got plenty of preachers, plenty of teachers, can handle the word, teach the word. We even got some members now because they've been fed the word. They can share the word. That's what God wants to build. That's the church you want to build. Not a big building together, a bunch of people with stag glass stained windows and, and smoke coming out the ceiling and all that showmanship and, and performance. He wants them people to sit down so that the church can really rise up and be the church where you're hearing the word of God. God wants his preachers to preach the word of God to his people and testify about his son Jesus, who is the judge of the, the living in the day. That's what's missing right now. He wants to be have every believer in that church to be bigger than we can when they when they then when they came. He wanted to leave taking something. He wanted to be so full that they feel like nothing is impossible through Jesus Christ if they heard about him while they were in church. He wanted that to be the biggest thought when they leave out of there. Man, I heard so much about Jesus. I feel like I can go leap over walls. I feel like I can go fly away. That's not happening. We're going away talking about how the praise team sung and how the dancers danced and nothing about Jesus now because Jesus wasn't exalted. He wasn't lifted up. And they already planning for the next conference. They're not planning for Jesus. What if he came between that conference and the next conference? Would you be ready? What if you met with faith on the way back home? Would you be ready for the judgment? Because once you die, that's what's next. Just the thought. And he says, you know, they remain steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. You know, it's like Paul told Timothy. That word of God, Timothy, is good for doctrine, good for reproof, tell you what you did wrong, good for correction, I tell you how to correct you, get your life in line with the word. And he says, and instruction and righteousness. That's what's missing. We got more instruction now in unrighteousness. And people continue to sin. How can they continue therein if they say because we ain't we ain't teaching them about the doctrine that's good for instruction and righteousness. Why it exposes this the sin? It, it, it exposes the error of our ways. They don't want that. They want somebody to tell them it's okay because there's more than one way to get there. Once saved, always saved type of stuff, you know. But he said it's good for instruction and righteousness, so that the men and women of God can be thoroughly furnished and prepared under every good word. I know it says that the men, but but you have to understand that's a broad umbrella there. It's men and women. It's any any soul, any breathing living soul. Because who is Timothy going to teach this to when Paul told him when, when Paul was teaching him? He's going to go and teach it to everybody that's going to be in that church, man, woman, boy, girl. It doesn't matter, old, young. And he's telling him what the doctrine is good for. Just like Paul, he's telling us what the doctrine is good for, you know. And he says, fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. And listen to this now. Here's another ingredient. We're talking about building a future of optimal overall wellness now. A lot of people that lately, if you, and you know just like I know, a lot of them, I've seen more posts this Thanksgiving of people saying they show pictures of, of some of the meals they prepared back then, soul food spread, got pigs roasted and turkeys, you know, you're seeing all these pictures, all this food displayed. And and one of the one of the uh, uh unifying themes that I'm seeing is we need to go back to the old old time ways. 
I even saw uh, 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 Swine Time. They said the same thing. I saw Mute Day. They said the same thing. I'm seeing all these themes, and they're showing all how the ancestors used to fix the food and all that. And everyone I'm talking about, we need to go back to this way of living. We need to go back to these old-time ways. Well, you might go back to the physical aspects of it, but we need to go back to the spiritual aspects of it, too, because if you don't get the foundation right, this is what he says. He said, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine first, then fellowship and breaking the bread and prayer. If you're going to go back, then let's get it right. Let's do it the right way. We don't need to go back. We need to forget what was behind us and press through what was before us in God if we plan on building a better future than what we had in the past. You know, I don't want to relive my past. You know, I want to forget those things that are behind me, as Paul said, and reach for that that is before me in Christ Jesus, that, that higher calling. And he says, and, and in prayer, and fear came upon, listen to this, y'all, every soul. See, this is the beginning of that desire for people to want to live and not die. And it's them a fear. You know, you, you, you're afraid of what you don't know, you know. And there's a lot of people don't know. They think it's okay if I go out here and kill somebody and kill myself, that that's the end of it. No, you got judgment coming. You're going to have to stand up and give an account of what was your motive. But see, when these people are empty and and, and, and there's been no no doctrine to correct them or to, you know, to, to like, reprove them and tell them that it's wrong to take and shed innocent blood, it's wrong, you know, it ain't no eye for eye, tooth for tooth, no, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. It ain't over just because you took your life after you killed a dozen people. You got to stand before the judgment and give an account, you know? And so, and he says, their fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And see, once you use that doctrine, lay that foundation, It'll convict people. It's, it's the power of God and the salvation. But how can it be if they don't uh, if they don't believe? And how can they believe if they don't hear? If they don't hear, how can they believe? What are they going to believe? Their own understanding, their own thinking, their own way of doing stuff. They're hearing some stuff now. You know, you got this untoward generation out there. They got a they got a message too. They got some rhetoric too. You got you got ministers of Satan out there, man, spewing the devil's doctrine and telling you know telling people it's okay to take matters in their own hands, add your frustration, being influenced, easing the influence to go out there and do these things. You know, he's pouring that rap out on people, and they're pouring their rap out on other people, innocent people, thinking that it's okay. Oh, they got a beef. They think that beef gives them the right to go out and do that in somebody's life. It's because they disgruntled, you know, people are supposed to understand. And then for the ones who don't take their life and the, and the law don't take them out, they're pleading insanity. Here come their parents with all this history, how many psychiatrists they done seen, how much high power, you know, psychiatric medication they've been on. generation y'all thank god we're trying to you know move in a different direction and he says every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed listen to this y'all were together and had all things common 
and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, listen now, and breaking bread, and from house to house did eat their meat with gladness, and that word for again, with gladness and singleness of heart, wasn't no division, you know, of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord, my God, added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, that's a powerful statement, such as should be saved. So even though the Lord, in, in the book of, I say, I want to say 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 40, King James Bible, maybe 2 Timothy, he talks about how God wants all souls to be saved. But God knows now that there are those that should be saved, but no matter what happens, just like history has taught us, they are going to reject him. They're going to deny him before men, and he's going to deny them before his father. He's already put that stipulation and provision in the word so that we teach people to both sides of the sword. We don't just, some folks just think, God just too good to send anybody to hell. Well, he ain't sending people to hell. People are choosing to go there. You know, he said, hell enlarges itself every day. Why? Because they're buying into this doctrine that Satan had. They're not buying into the apostles' doctrine. And I'm not trying to preach hell and damnation on nobody, but I'm just simply saying the ways of sin is death. It's just God's eternal life. And that's final death. You know? And those are the ones right there that should be saved, but they're not going to get saved. Just like Judah, just like others. And I don't know whether Judah was saved or not, but you kind of kind of see how he betrayed Jesus. And there are many that the Bible says uh, in the last days you're going to see a great falling away. Some who are worse saved won't fall away. You know, some who've never been saved will stay away. And some are going to turn to him and be converted. But we don't sit here and count who's who and what's what. We just say what the scriptures say and be done with it. Not our message. You know, our message is, is give, give the people the doctrine. Don't compromise. Don't add to it. Don't try to be a private interpreter of it. Let it interpret itself. Let the Holy Ghost work on the heart of conviction. Let him enlighten. You know? And, and and so I thought these verses were just so appropriate to what's been going on these last. It's really been going on ever since we've been saved. It's really been going on all the way back then. It's just a lot of times we don't we don't we don't line stuff up with the word that happens. Until sometimes we, we get, we, you know, we get this this unction from the Holy Spirit, and it's like we're forced to go and reevaluate and take a look at it. You know, I wouldn't have took a look at this accident the way I did if the Lord hadn't dropped some messages in my spirit about what happened. Just like now, He's telling me, and it's been I've been reminded in these last twenty some days by I don't know how many people, people that I ain't talked to and seen in a, in a while. We're putting pictures out that people are, 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 are coming back with responses about, man, y'all need to continue to do that, man. Man, y'all family, man, that's nice. Not like them. Man, I wish I was there with y'all. I wish I could break bread and fellowship with y'all. I got friends and people I ain't talked to on the window. Talking about they wish they could come. Do we need them to come and help out? You know, cousins come into town. I mean, you know, it's, it's everybody, man, now is understanding. But see, it shouldn't take a tragedy for us to come together as believers, as church folks and have prayer, break bread, 
Food fun and fellowship. You know, they did this all the time. That was a common theme they had. That was a con- that was the way they lived as a church. You really said that, that they had something everybody had, as people had needs. We do that somewhere. You know, we 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 help people. We 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 sometimes get rid of stuff, give away stuff. We don't go out and sell stuff. We give it away. We buy stuff for people. That's just in our nature. That's just embedded in who we are as Christians. Some folks struggle with it, man. Y'all giving up a medal for it. We've been through that cycle. It, it, it wasn't good for us then. We didn't feel good about it then. We don't feel good about it now. This is why we ask God to give us a spirit of generosity to be able to help people as they have need. We know we can't help everybody. Because everybody that should be, uh, you know, saved ain't going to be saved. But there are those that the Lord point out to you, and you don't hesitate. If you can help them, help them. You got orphans, you got children, you got homeless. You know, we don't get into the judging thing. Because that's not, that to me, that's misrepresenting the community of the church. You know? And so I just thought these verses right here were just so paramount to what we're trying to do, building a future of optimal overall wellness. <laughs> Some things have already unfolded that we're already talking about embracing and how we're going to continue this this process because I don't know how a lot of you feel, but it was like this 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 Thanksgiving was like medicine for me. Even yesterday, sitting there in the, at the bowling alley and in the arcade and seeing our young kids, our young grandkids, adults and young kids, our, our new members, new group people that come on board, Nadi and 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 and, and, and uh, Shonda and other ones. Just a, it was just a blessing. We all had fun. It was like there was no age gap. Everybody just enjoyed themselves. The atmosphere was charged. And you know what? I sat there, man, and I kind of did an inventory of the area. And I saw every kind of person you want to see. Asian, black, Mexican. We, it, it, it didn't matter. I said, if we can come to an arcade and a bowling alley and distance and, and have respect for what everybody's there to do to have fun, this looked more like the landscape for a church than the church. You know, you see, that's how I think. I, I couldn't bowl because my hands, but you know what? I had just as much fun. I had fun watching others have fun. I had fun watching all these different races of people in there focused on what they were there for, to have fun. They were eating pizza. They were breaking bread. They were having fun. And I said, man, this is paramount right here. If we can do this and we ain't in the church, just imagine that we could take this same uh, 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 fellowship that we have in right here, people paying attention, doing this, and people spoke. Ah, you, you know, it's so crowded. People say, excuse me. You know, and I said, man, this is awesome. You know, here we are with our little group right here. There they are right there, right next to each other. You didn't have no, no, you know, I didn't feel no hatred. I didn't feel no anger. I didn't feel that I was in nobody's way. It was in my way. I didn't feel like we was trying to outdo nobody. They were trying to outdo it. I didn't feel like nobody was wanting us to get out. You know, we didn't belong. I said, man, this is awesome. Everybody's doing what they're there to do. And if, and if people would be like that in life, you know, you know, and it says, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. And now, let me, you know, in these verses right here, something like different happened. It said the Lord added to them. There were 3,000 souls 
that got saved that day. Now, let me put this, let me give you a landscape picture of what was going on back then. You were getting ready for the feast. And I did a little research. There were more than 600,000 people that was coming to that feast, to the Passover. You know, there's three things that was that was significant taking place here on the largest scheme of things. You had the Passover, you had Pentecost, and you had the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Those were, those were three significant annual events that were drawing people there. Now, everybody who came there did not have um, a knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is one of the things that was going to take place. A message was going to be given for newcomers, and they were going to hear, and some of them were going to either get converted or some of them were going to go away like they came. So you can look at this as some type of annual conference that was taking place. The leading up to the Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Those are three significant things that happened annually. Now, out of all of them people, six, I think the numbers are around 600,000 people was expected to gather there. 100,000 more each day. A lot of people coming, traveling from near and far. And, and, and you can go read it at all the different places where they came from. Together there for that Passover, for the, for the, for the Pentecost and the Unleavened Bread. The feast of it. And out of all those people now, at least 3,000 people were added to the believers, to the church. You may say that that's a lot of people, but comparatively to the, the, the size of the group that came from the different places, it's really like a drop in the bucket. But thank God for the 3,000 souls, new converts. And what did they come there for? They came there for the doctrine, to hear about the doctrine. They came their man for prayer. They came their man for fellowship. They came their man for breaking the bread. And the Bible said those 3,000 souls, they continued after the Passover, after the Pentecost, and after the, 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 the Feast of the Lemon Bread was over for another year. They continued. It said they continued. So those people got added, and they continued. Why, why is that important? Because, see, when those 3,000 new converts got converted, and they continued. What do you think they also did? They continued to grow in that doctrine. And when I thought about this, I said if 3,000 continued, they matured, they grew, guess what? That's 3,000 more witnesses that could go out now and witness to their families, could go out now and witness to some of that 600,000 that came from various places. I'm pretty sure some of them knew knew some of the unsaved ones that came and, and maybe didn't didn't you know com- get converted. It only said three thousand got converted. Now, in other words, those three thousand they lacked knowledge of Jesus, who is the only one can save. Now they understood it. They understood historically what the Passover was about. They understood what the man. They had the ceremonial part of it. You know, they got that down pat. But on that day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit got poured out on some of the Jewish, some of those Jewish uh, uh, disciples and those followers, and they heard them speak in their native tongue, I believe it, it, it impressed them to a point where they wanted they wanted to, to be a part of that. They, they wanted to be partakers of that. Because, you know, the Jews now, y'all know, they required a sign to believe. But if you think about 
the future implications that that had. Just like with what we're doing now, we're building a future of optimal overall wellness. Why, y'all? So that we could be a little bit more effective in our witnessing the people that don't know Jesus Christ. We have a platform. You know, we have a platform. People will listen to me a little bit more now when they see the pictures and they see what Pastor Sharon and I went through. You know, and we still here. We say, well, why are we still here? A lot of people already have said to us, well, God not finished with y'all yet. And we see that, but we still witnessing. We ain't slowed down. To God be the glory. You know? And so it's kind of like the same thing that was going on with, 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 we learned something else about God through this, you know? And these people who came to three times, they learned something else about God. They didn't come there with that knowledge, but they left with it. A lot of folks go to these comments, pay all this money, and they, they, don't, they don't come with nothing. They don't leave with nothing, with, leave without that money. These people came there. Just because this was annually what they did. This was the gathering place. This is where people went every year. Passover, Pentecost, and, you know, Feast of Unleavened Bread. That was an annual annual gathering for them. But see, they didn't, these 3,000 didn't leave. They, they continued. Why? They got saved. They got converted. Pretty good numbers, you know. But compared to the 600,000, I said, well, this is 3,000 more, more witnesses here that were going to go back out changed. Because of the doctrine, converted, you know. That's increase, y'all. God added more souls to the workforce, the labor force. You know, we know what kind of work they were going to do. It said 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. It didn't say just added to the church, the body of believers. That's important, now. It didn't just say the numbers in the church. You can count numbers all day long. But see, the church got to be about building bigger believers. You see it right there? Got to be about building bigger believers, not bigger building. These were 3,000 souls. This was not an additional fellowship hall and kitchen and all that stuff. This was 3,000 souls added to the body of believers. They were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles, the doctrine that we talked about, into the fellowship, into eating meals together, into prayer. And it was a sense of awe that was left upon everyone there because they saw these disciples and wonders. They saw these people getting saved. They were attesting to these miracles. These were miracles. Some of, they saw some of their very own friends. They heard them speaking in new tongues. Wow, the Holy Ghost was poured out on them. They spoke with new tongues. They heard them speaking their language. They weren't speaking their language before they went. But while they were there, something happened. The Holy Spirit got poured out. Pentecost happened. And they heard them speak in new tongues, different tongues, in their language. They couldn't have denied the miracles and signs and wonders. But still, only the ones that should have got saved, 3,000 out of the 600,000 or so was there, got saved, got converted, got sealed, got baptized, got sealed, walked in, left their victory. Now, if they really want to go back to the old way of doing that, let's don't just go back to the killing of pigs and hogs and children and all that stuff. Let's go all the way back to right here where the church first got her inception. Let's, let's mimic, let's role model, let's incorporate some of these undertakings right here if we plan to build that future. Let's incorporate, let's add prayer, let's add uh, breaking of bread, let's add fellowship, let's add communion, let's add, let's add exactly what they added to their meal. And let's be excited about it. I'm excited about 
next thing people said, well, we, we need to be talking about what we're going to have the next one. Already thinking ahead, already turning ahead. And we're not just going to wait for Thanksgiving. We're going to take time. We look, we're going to come together. We're going to fellowship because if this many souls can be added because we ain't going to come together and not talk about Jesus. We're not going to come together and not have the word. We're not going to come together and not pray. We're not going to come together and, 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 and not share with, you know, our bind. You know, we're going to bring something to add to the pot, too, you know. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it, you know. And it says, you know, eating their meals together in prayer can have a sense of awe that was felt by everyone and many wonders and signs. You know, they attested to the miracles that took place right in their presence were taking place through the apostles. I'm talking about real apostles. Now, I ain't talking about somebody just wear a title. We're talking about real apostles. And all those who had believed in Jesus as Savior were together and had all things common. In other words, common means they were considering the possessions that they had, okay, uh, that belonged to them as a group. They're thinking like a group now. And they're probably looking and taking inventory of somebody in the group that wasn't as well off and probably figuring, okay, I, I got a suit of clothes. I got something that I got some shoes that they may be able to wear. See how the dynamics of the way these people were thinking after they came and got converted, their thinking changed. Now they started looking at that. There's 3,000 people here. So some of the people in the group probably was a little bit well off than others, and they started thinking about each other now differently. That was because the change came over them. They probably saw some people there that wasn't as dressed as, as, as appropriate as they were, and they probably started thinking, they're about the same size I am. Hmm, they probably could wear that. That, that suit I ain't been able to get into. Yeah, they probably wear them shoes that I, I've been thinking about giving to Goodwill. It sounds, it sounds trivial. But this is exactly what happens. This is kind of what happens with us today. We are constantly going through our causes and saying, man, I need to get rid of this. I need to get rid of that. We're taking stuff, giving it away. We're taking it to, to, to the good way. We're giving stuff away. We're never going to wear it again. We're never going to use it again. This is exactly what the environment was, considering their possessions and, and as a part of the group, what can I do with this? And they began, it says here, they sold their property and possessions and were sharing the proceeds with all and with other believers. Now, we don't sell anything. We just give it away. And if we did sell something, it would be to give, to give the money to help somebody. But God, you know, God has blessed us. We don't have to do that. We don't have to sell anything. We're not going to turn this house into a house of merchandise. Most of those who are selling stuff in the church, they're putting the money in their pocket. That's why we don't do it because we don't want to. We don't want to be associated with that, with that, with that type of uh, church activity. So we just give, you know. We, we use tithes and offerings and, and the kindness of people's hearts. Sometimes to just give. We don't have to sell stuff, and that's okay if you want to do that. That's between them and God. And it says that anyone had need, that's the key right there. Day after day, they met in the temple that area in the temple, continuing with one mind, that's important, and breaking bread in various private homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts, praising God continually and having favor with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. And so that's, you know, that's, that's very important there. 
is that, you know, we continue what we're doing, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna get ready to bring this in. Hopefully, hopefully you're tracking with me there. You're getting a picture here. Um in the book of Acts, the second chapter, verses eight through eleven, the King James Bible, listen to this. It says, and and, and it says, and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born. And here it is. You had Corinthians there, you had Medes there, you had Elamites there, and the dwellers of Mesopotamia was there, and those in Judea was there, Cappadocia was there, Pontus and Asia, Pergia uh, was there, uh, Pamphylia was there, in Egypt, and in all parts of Libya, uh, about Serene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongue the wonderful works of God. And that's the doctrine. See? The Lord speaks every language, you know. And if you think about the kingdom of Pentecost, and this is what they heard. Look at it, look at it. You know, I thought about again as I was as I was reading this, what we saw last night at the bowling alley in, in the arcade. All those people gathered together there, you know, and everybody was basically speaking the same language, having fun, both, you know, enjoying themselves. It was nobody in there, man. I don't believe looking at, you know, who shouldn't have been there and who was. I believe everybody was just there. And they had one common purpose why they were there to have fun. Wouldn't it be nice if that's <clears throat> was how the church came together <laughs> with one common goal, you know, to do what God has called us to do, you know? Look at, look at the impact. Out of this group of people right here, 600,000 or more of them, 3,000 folks. And I don't believe they were all from one particular group. It says they all heard them speak in their language. And I believe those miracles, those signs, are wonderful. see, when you let God have his way in the place, I don't care where you at, it could be virtual. I believe someone right now is going to be listening to this right here and change their mind about some things that, that they're probably feeling and experience. And they're going to go away when they hear it different. They're going to treat people different. They're going to act different. Because they're seeing that this right here is the model for the church. You know, that we use the apostles' doctrine. We speak the truth and love without compromise. This is how we build that future of optimal over our will. And not just for us, but for anybody who come in contact with us. I believe God is, is, is increasing us for that reason. We haven't compromised. We're not going to compromise. We're still speaking the truth in love, you know, and I believe that, you know. So we're going to go ahead and bring it to a close, you know. Uh, one more scripture I'll give you. If we look all the way back to the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 27, King John Bible, it says, And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth about 600,000 on foot that were men children. So you know where they're going. They're going for a reason. They're going to this, you know, to the Passover. They're going to the annual gathering. Look at how many people the service was, was going there every year. Feast of Tabernacle. They marched there. They went there because they were expecting to have an experience with God. And out of that, 3,000 got saved. Now, it says 600,000 men. Didn't include the children, women and children. But it's probably a hundred or so more thousand of them. That's a large group of people. And out of all that, 6,000 people heard something, some doctrine. They heard something. They experienced something. The Holy Spirit was poured out. They saw some miracles. And they decided, I'm not going back home the way I came. And they got saved. They got saved. This is why we have to do what we're doing. 
All right, then well, we're going to go ahead and end right there this morning, open up the line for comments this morning. A lot more I can say about this topic, and I probably will in the future because I think it's very important to where we're at right now with uh, finally deciding that we're going to continue to come together, share you know, the good news, uh, which we'll do later on this morning, and break bread, have prayer, have fellowship, and fun, food and fun as we build our future about the mobile web. Father, we thank you this morning. We pray you this morning, Lord God, for the word this morning, Lord God, that you want us, Lord God, to continue in our fellowship, steadfast in our, what we're doing, Lord God, because you're using it for your glory. You're using it to, to increase our numbers. You're using it, God, to add to us uh, with virtue and more, uh, more uh, generosity, more love. You're expanding our vision of how we can help people we look back at the model of the church, how it inception was, and how people were added to it that understood their need. There are people out there, Lord God, they may think they need one thing, but they may need something else. And we want to be able, Lord God, as, as, as you allow us, Lord, to meet those needs, to help with those needs. And so we pray now, God, in the name of Jesus, that if we continue to build toward a future of optimal overall wellness, that we would embrace these examples this model that we see today and in the book of acts Lord god how the church got started what she was all about and trust you god as we plan as we water taking the seed of the word that you've given us that we trust you for the increase you know who should be saved you know who's going to be saved we don't father but we do know you are the savior and so, Father, I pray that we go forth today in this doctrine and continue in this doctrine, Lord God, that we build on it as our foundation, that we share with others in love without any compromise. This is our prayer this morning. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hopefully you all got something uh, out of the lesson this morning. I know I enjoyed it, teaching it. And so we're going to open up the line this morning for comments. Let's we'll start with Pastor Sharon, Father, Pastor, 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 and so on. Pastor.